Hello and welcome to the Camping Crew Podcast with Chris and Aaron. Hi everybody, welcome to episode 172 of the Camping Crew Podcast. I'm Aaron Burchell. And I'm Chris Byrne. As always, it's meant to be a fun podcast. Uh, we're just enthusiasts on what we discuss on the podcast are just our own personal views, although we do read out comments from you guys and discuss some of the topics you ask us to look into. If you want to support the podcast, you can do so by buying us a coffee at ko-fi.com forward slash the camping crew. We like getting messages from you guys. We like getting reviews. We like getting things, products or any information you want us to look into. But Sandra, Daryl, we're on and you've sent stickers off to them as requested. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. They sent uh, a message to Charlie and they copied myself and yourself on it as well, saying <laughs> they're loving the podcasts and the camp reviews, the videos. Keep up the good work. And uh, yeah, they should have those. Actually, they, they, they do have those stickers already. Yeah, I sent some stickers off during the week as well. And I literally only got an email today uh, from Philip saying that he got them. And he said, thanks, very glad. And he says, looking forward to bumping into us. And I will, as you always say, come over and say hi. If you do ever meet us on a campsite, please do call over and say hi. Now, we've we talk about everything, right? Charlie and me is basically campsite reviews, with the exception of the Wednesday videos where we do the, the van builds or whatever. But on the podcast, we try and cover tenting, caravanning, motorhomes, vans, products, general camping. And you got a great, great letter from Deirdre, a great email from Deirdre about camping in general. So tell us about that. Yeah, so she starts off. Hi, Aaron and Chris. Your podcasts are wonderful and I really enjoy them. So thanks for that. Um, we don't have a camper van, so usually we just tent camp, but only ever for two nights in a row. I love tent camping, but I've never stayed in a camper van. This summer, for the first time, we were hiring a camper van for a few days. Nothing cheap about hiring them, but a lot cheaper than buying them. The plan is to head towards Mizzenhead, just wondering wondering if either of you are familiar with Barley Cove Holiday Park on the Mizzen Peninsula. If so, would you recommend it? Um, if you're looking for items to cover in your podcasts, I'm not sure if you're interested in tent camping. But how about going back to basics and recording one for people who've never camped before and want to start uh, tent camping and discuss the essential items they need, starting with the actual tent itself. So then uh, Deirdre talks about uh, or tells a little story. She said during COVID, a friend of mine decided that camping was the way forward for the family. Uh, they have two adults and three kids. She went online and purchased a tent. Now, this was a tent to beat all tents. It was fantastic. <laughs> the floor space area is equivalent to a small bungalow. It has a circ- It has a central circular living area where you could set up a small cinema if you wished and three circular smaller bedrooms, all in different sections off the central section. The whole lot comes as one big tent. So even if you wanted to, you couldn't pitch the main section and forget about the three bedrooms. You need a trailer to transport it and a minimum of two adults to pitch it. Not surprisingly, it hasn't gotten any further than their back garden. I actually don't think they'd be welcome in any campsite in the country. People new to camping haven't a clue what to get. Um, I just have a very modest tunnel tent. It's a Van Gogh Beta 350 XL. Just myself and my partner, no kids, so get away, uh, so we can get away with this small tent. We'll probably eventually get a bigger tent that we could actually stand in, but uh, really love the little Van Gogh. It takes up, the, the, it takes up so much little space. It's usually able to fitting um, in the best pitch on all campsites. So Deirdre's kind of suggestion about 
you know, um, a topic to cover on the, pa- on the podcast was really good. But before that, uh, before I come to that, uh, she mentioned Barley Cove as well. It's not a site I've stayed in a positive few times and the location is just amazing down there. So we've been down kind of in that Barley Cove uh, area. It, it is fantastic, um, brilliant location. So if any of the listeners have been down there, might want to drop a, a little review or a, a, a thumbs up, thumbs down. Further, we'd love to hear it. But um, as it happened in the background, um, so Deirdre mentioned about, you know, if you're beginning to take start camping, what do you need? What are the essentials? As it happened, I'd been uh, reaching out to the guys in Van Gogh ahead of their um, NEC show coming up on the 21st, 26th of this month. And um, we interviewed him uh, on Monday. So we put Deirdre's question to Van Gogh, uh, among others. So ahead of the NEC uh, show in February and next week, actually on the 21st, I think the 26th it is, I'm here with uh, Cathy and Callum from Van Gogh. Would you like to introduce yourselves, guys? Uh, yes, I, I'm uh, Katie Buchan. I am Senior Marketing Manager for the Van Gogh brand. Uh, I'm Cal McTaggart. I, I'm Marketing Assistant specifically for our awnings and furniture collections. I joined in October of 2021, and that's my kind of specific role within the company. Oh, good. We have lots of questions about awnings, hopefully. Um, could you tell us maybe a little bit about who Van Gogh are, you know, what kind of products, where they're based and what they do kind of a, as a company? Yeah, sure. So uh, Van Gogh were uh, created in 1966 um, as a um, a tent brand, uh, primarily with um, sort of product for uh, scouts, um, kit for um, sort of scouting and sort of uh, smaller smaller uh, tents than than we we have now. Um, been innovation's really been at the key of the brand from the beginning. Um, with um, whether it be materials or uh, tent styles. Um, and 10, 11 years ago, 12 years ago now, uh, the launch of Airbeam product, um, which has be, which was a revolutionary um, technology within the, within the industry. Um, we have since uh, continued to develop that technology with um, Airbeam SI Pro, which uses just a single point inflation um, just for complete uh, ease and convenience. Um, we also um, manufacture awnings, both for caravans and uh, driveway awnings. Um, so that's the kind of core canvas area within the within the brand. But we also do, um, we, we make kit that surrounds all of that for sleep, cooking, furniture, everything you'd really need for a, a comfortable um, a comfortable holiday outside. And you plan to bring a lot of that um, uh, great gear along with you to the NEC show, do you? Uh, yes. So for the NEC show, we have um, we have uh, as wide a selection of our um, our kit that the space allows, um, and we also have a sleep better with Van Gogh section with uh, our collection of sleeping bags and um, and mats and camp beds. So it get, does give a a full view of. Um, uh, sort of our recommended sort of setup would be um we'll also have a good collection of our furniture um and uh, yeah lots of our different accessories i uh, just to bring that sort of home from home comfort that's great and i would imagine a few of those airbeam awnings and and tents will probably be there for people to look at as well absolutely we have um 
Callum, you may have you may remember the number, but we probably have around about 20 to 25 bits of kit up, um, both Airbeam and Pold, but most of the focus is on Airbeam because that's what yeah. uh, people tend to be most excited about at shows. I upgraded my um, Van Gogh Keeler to the Hexaway Hub. It's just yeah. a revolution in terms of the extra space we have inside and even it's just so much more social for sitting around talking yeah. to people inside it yeah. as well. I always say that about the Hexway. It's like adding a conservatory to you. <laughs> That's what people use it. It's just like this little social space. Yeah, very much. Yeah, it's also, it's, uh, it's great for Scotland because you can have the, um, the, the mesh doors up and still have the breeze, but uh, not the midges. Yeah. <laughs> I know you mentioned the tents and awnings. Are they your most popular or biggest selling? Uh, products at the moment yes i think um the the sort of what we would call your primary shelter is going to be the it's certainly the the biggest ticket number if you like um and it's probably with the the item it's the bit of kit that you're going to put most amount of consideration into and probably research which is why the show's a, a great opportunity for us um you know we are uh, Tents specifically and awnings, you know, they're, they're they're big, big bits of kit. Yeah. Not uh, not all retailers are able to to display them, so we um, yeah, the 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 NEC shows a great opportunity for us to be able to show as much as we can, but also the differences between the collections um and um what sort of what layout and lifestyle um each individual is going to have. Um, the most exciting thing for me that we are we're actually launching at the uh, the NEC this year is our um, augmented reality technology. Well, so we have a space um, on the stand which will be uh, completely empty, which uh, <laughs> will be intriguing, um, where you can see any of our uh, family tents and awnings through augmented reality technology. So, so you have headsets set up and the public can put them on so the ground? It's actually the uh, public can use their own handheld device. So it's augmented reality as opposed to you, uh, yes, yeah. virtual reality. So um, every one of our um, our family products and our awnings, you can see in this empty space. So even if we don't have it pitched, you'll be able to see exactly. It's 100% true to, true to size. Um, it's a really exciting technology for us, and I think it will bring a, a lot of opportunity to the consumer who may find it difficult sometimes to imagine something in a size, yeah, yeah. what it might look like. Unless chance um, of bumping into somebody while you're walking around <laughs> with your phone as well. Well, there's still every chance. <laughs> I should say as well, for awnings, uh, like augmented reality is a particularly exciting development because say somebody has their... T6 vehicle or their caravan or whatever in their driveway at home, it gives them the opportunity to actually physically see what each one of our awnings would look like against the side of their vehicle. So it's a, it's a really great development for awnings. That's fantastic. I'm going mad now. I'm not going to get to see that or, or try that out over there, but I'm sure it's something, as you said, it'll probably be released publicly or is it already released? Yeah, you can. Uh, so following this weekend, you'll be able to go on to um, bango.co.uk and uh, scan the QR code uh, from our website um, and that'll allow you to look at um, any of the products in your own in your own garden. 
That'll be fantastic. As you said, I think that would be a revolution to be able to, like it's one thing looking at a photograph, but to be able to visualise it yeah. against your own um, camper or, or motorhome uh, is definitely a a great facility to have. And you mentioned some of the sleep, sleep systems and beddings. And I know Van Gogh is such a, a massive variety of sleeping bags and beds, be it air beds or the pop-up beds or the camp beds. So you'll have a, a, a few of those kind of on display as well, will you? Yes, we'll have... Um... As a, a wide, well, certainly a full representation of the collection from um, the self-inflating mats uh, and camp beds and the uh, the sleeping bags. Um, it tends to be at the the NEC show because it's more of a um, it's a sort of a, a true sort of camping caravanning show that tends to be the the bigger, more comfortable sleeping bags that are, yeah. are in the, the doubles and the XLs where, um, you know, where space isn't as much of a, as much of a premium. Yeah. So it's more of a sort of comfortable family bag that is uh, uh, what the customers like at those shows. Yeah, we've quite a few of our listeners are would be hardcore campers as well. What we call real campers in terms of <laughs> they're out in, in the tent and that's their, that's where they sleep as well. So there's certainly be, uh, a, a, a lot there for them to, to see and what I like about Van Gogh and what's gotten me out of uh, trouble a few times is the access the access to the spare parts you know be it a pole or chew for uh, the the air awnings and the um, you know the patch kits and all that so it's you know like everyone's going to have a mishap or a problem or a, a tear or a puncture so it, it's great to be able to access those spare parts yeah, it's one of the um, it's one of our USPs really. In that, very locally, it's only half an hour from HQ um, where we have our uh, services department, um, and so on. Um, uh, on spare on our spares and repairs website, um, all you need to do is to put in the product code, which is easily found, you know, on the product, and it will list all the available um, spare Resources. parts, whether it's a uh, um, obviously, in the unlikely event that anything would happen, but as you say, there's always always a risk somewhere, um, and uh, yeah, it just allows us to. It's a it's a, a central part to our sustainability program, which allows us to continue to extend the life of a product. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. there's nothing worse than if, uh, you know, if something were to happen to a pole for a um, a piece of kit you've had for a few years. Um, and that renders it redundant and therefore um, very wasteful. Um, we also have our uh, um, so our service centre where they will um, either fix, repair, refurbish um, a piece of kit and get it back to you. Um, and on top of that, if um, something comes back to us where the it's potentially within warranty, the customer would rather have the item replaced. Um, we can make that repair, refurbish, fully inspect and clean it, and then we can uh, resell it on uh, Camping Recycled, which, again, allows another family to uh, to have use of it and give it a, a second life. Yeah. You mentioned the sustainable side as well. I did notice, um, you know, over the last few years, Van Gogh have reduced, sorry, released a number of products that are made from recycled materials. Yeah, so by the end of this year, uh, we will have um, rescued, if you like, uh, over 16 million or the equivalent of 16 million um, uh, single-use plastic bottles. Um, and 
re uh, reformatted them into the the fly sheets of of tents, uh, which is uh, um, uh, an amazing amazing um, sort of additional arm to our sustainability uh, program. We also have um, some new materials in our sleeping bag uh, collection, where we have um, on our our softer, more sort of family focused cotton. Uh, or poly cotton sleeping bags. We have single use plastics with organic cotton. Um, and to your early point for the, uh, the the real campers, the proper campers, um, we also have a recycled shell with um, recycled nylon fishing lines uh, as the synthetic uh, down for the, the fill. So it's really pushing material technology to make the best decisions we can at each point. It's fantastic that you're taking so much out of, uh, out of the environment and reusing it again. And uh, 2023 season is about to kick off now, the camping season. Is there any particular new products you'd like to give a mention to or that you kind of have a, a, a an interest in kind of seeing do well? Yeah, yeah. So I kick off with... Yeah. <laughs> uh, so when awnings, just continuing on the sustainability, we do now have a drive-away awning, the Kiwa Air, TC low so that's made from recycled plastic and also from organic cotton so it blends the materials together to make a poly cotton fabric so that's a killer RTC now comes in recycled fabrics uh, we have an exciting addition to our active range the Cove Air Mid so for popular vehicles in that sort of height range between 215 centimeters and 255 centimeters we now have a mid height awning available in that range and we also have the Galley CC, which is available in a low height. So, for example, for T6 conversions and for motorhomes as well, is available in a low and tall size. And it's nice just using our sort of traditional Galley model. It's now got an enclosed canopy at the front of it, which you can open or close to your preference. Brilliant, yeah. Excellent. And um, is there any kind of products you have? I'm thinking more maybe, say, on the technology side or the... Um in of itself kind of coming up or kind of being planned? I think uh, so within our um, family camping, we have a, a new collection, um, our new Sentinel collection, which is in a um, fabulous new colorway, but also using um, color lock technology, where the, the fiber the, the fiber itself is dyed as opposed to uh, the sort of final fabric being dyed, um, which is you know uses far fewer chemicals far less water but also extends the life of the fabric in terms of increasing its uv resistance so again very much about the um extending um extending the life uh, we have um a great a uh, collection of a uh, technical tents called the apex collection um and one of which is um designed to for the uh, the carry bag to sit on the, your um, handlebars of a bike. So whilst you're not compromising on any space, the actual sections of pole are uh, shorter so that the bag can sit, um, sit on your handlebars, freeing up space on the back of the bike or in panniers for other things. Um, so again, just really focusing in on that um, sort of bike camping market. Yeah, that's great you mentioned that because uh, we were one of our Alyssa's Peter on Twitter was asking about that um 
bike packing tents as well. So he'd be very interested to hear that one. Well, um, it's available to order now. <laughs> very good. I know they've been out a, a year or two, but I love the Radiate brands that you have, the heated yeah. seats and the heated yes. blankets. And I think just, you have a cushion as well that's heated, isn't it? They're they're really good because we sit out quite a lot chatting uh, uh, as well uh, as yeah. our, our uh, circle of friends, you know. The, the Radiate uh, chairs, um, they're they're great. It's part of what we call our sort of outdoor living collection, which isn't necessarily just using them as a camping chair. Um, it sort of creates a, a sort of 365 day brand by being able to use uh, all year round. So we have um, a selection of uh, seating, uh, the mat, which you uh, mentioned, which effectively can turn any chair into a heated seat. Yeah. Um, and we also have the, the single and double sleeping bags. But um, I think, you know, you're absolutely right. You can sit out in conditions where normally you'd be forced inside. Um, I actually gave my my stepfather uh, two for Christmas for when he goes to watch rugby with his friends and he can uh, sit yeah. slightly warmer. But no, it's a, it's a brilliant technology. Um, and uh, I think it's certainly, if you're to ask most people in the office, I think it's one of everyone's favourite items, but we are based in Scotland, so anything heated is helpful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Ireland as well. Uh, Deirdre mentioned on um, tw- uh, by email, she sent us an email about tent camping, and um, she said uh, she'd love to have been given some good advice about people who are starting camping for the first time. You know, what are the essential items they need? You know, starting with the actual tent itself. Say if you were going starting with maybe a, a family of four, two adults and two kids, like what what are the essential things that someone should look out for? I think my advice would always be to um, invest in as good a good set of kit as you can, um, because if the first uh, if your first experience isn't fun, then you're not going to not going to do it again. <laughs> So ensuring the water, the uh, the waterproofness um, of the tent, the comfort on the warmth of sleeping bags, and you know I would always say for that first trip, if you're just sort of dipping your toe in, um, you know the camping recycles perfect. Um, you know borrowing stuff from friends and family before you necessarily, you know, invest in the full setup yourself it allows you to see how you think or how you're going to to use it. Um, because until you go for the first time, you don't know, you know, how you're going to how you're going to live in your tent or an awning. That maybe different differs from a um, an awning, Callum. You're probably a bit closer to that to be able to share what my first awning looks like. <laughs> yeah, no, I would second what Katie's saying very much. If you get an opportunity to sort of go along and try it out first before investing heavily, that that would always be the first recommendation. For drive-away awnings in particular, it it really kind of depends what you're looking for. If you're looking for something where it's just a bit of storage space and you would always go with one of the sort of smaller awnings, something like a Kia or a Faros, if you're looking for something to add to your vehicle to literally give you additional space for people to sleep in, always look at one of the larger awnings like a a galley, for example. So it really depends what you're looking for. So I would always advise think clearly about what it is you want to do when you go camping and then research which products are going to marry up to those aspirations. 
Yeah. I think kind of starting as small as possible. Don't try and bring yeah. everything with you for the first count. So yeah. you can realize what you need and what you don't need and yeah. what you're using, what you're not. You know, you could you could go a bit crazy, all right. Yeah, it's um, definitely easier to um start with something a little smaller and figure out the things you need to add than going yeah. going too much and then ending up not being able to fit any humans or food in the car. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. And we've been down that road as well, going camping, just packing up the car and then saying, okay, where are we going to put the people? Like, you know, <laughs> it's crazy. But people, um, always, uh, people commonly go on that sort of journey. <laughs> and, you know, you said you started out with a kilo, now you're with a hex away. It's, people start out with maybe the slightly smaller on it yeah. and really, they need just that little more space for something else and they, they go to the hex away. And yeah, that's cool. The other thing I would add is, uh, particularly if you're uh, camping with kids, don't underestimate the need for some storage uh, yeah. or you end up with a tent with stuff everywhere. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's a very good advice there. And uh, I did notice on your site, um, which I uh, am particularly keen on just looking into the Vango induction hub range. And I know mm. Keith sent us a message on Twitter. He's quite interested in that. That's something that's available now, is it? It is, yes. Um, it's a... It's a great little piece of kit for um, either uh, campsites for tents with uh, electrical hookups or for camper vans, motorhomes. Um, it's an incredibly, we do it as a, um, a single and a double um, unit um, and it can take any um, compatible induction, um, induction hob, uh, pans, kettles. It's uh, It's got a... Uh, it's got, quite a low energy draw so it's very um efficient on um on energy but also heats stuff up really quickly yeah something I we have an inverter in their motor home that mm. can maintain it might be a, a good solution there Somebody's and also a, a really easy to clean it's just a yeah, flat surface that's very easy to clean which is very handy <laughs> Great. Well, look, thank you for taking the time, uh, guys, to jump on the podcast. I'm delighted uh, to have a chat with you. I'm sure you're all excited now. Uh, plans are all uh, well underway for the, the NEC show. So best of luck at that. I'm sure you'll just be uh, very busy for that week. <laughs> yes, well, um, if the, uh, the the show in Scotland is anything to go by, we're certainly going to be very busy. Um, yeah. But uh, no, it's been really good to talk to you. Thank you very much. Wow, those guys really know their stuff and we're going to miss out on the NEC, of course, this year. But do you know what stands they're going to be on for anybody who is actually going to the NEC? Yeah, there are two locations this year. The, I think there may be in the family camping area, that's stand 4150. And I believe the other stand is related to caravan awnings and things like that. And that's stand 2220. So 4150 and 2220, if you happen to be at the NEC show, um, it's going to be a big one. That just there's a lot of talk about it, like, you know. So the guys said in the interview that less is more, like don't go out and buy big tent, cooker, blah, blah, blah. Borrow as much as you can. Try, try it, it out. out it's, not, it's like with a motorhome. We always say try before you buy. It's not for everyone. So what Deirdre was saying that her friend went off and bought this big tent and yet they haven't used it. So it's a real waste of money, isn't it? And Deirdre has the right attitude that herself and her partner have a small tent and I suppose the bare essentials. Yeah, you're more mobile. But I suppose, though, if you're travelling, though, with uh, three kids uh, and like us, dogs as well, you know, it's just impossible to travel light. And a mate of mine has one of those tents. It's kind of like in a star shape, um, again, with the central living area. And it, it is absolutely massive, you know, so there'll be certain campsites 
you put it up, I'm thinking maybe camps like the Curra Chase or something like that where they've yeah. a lot of space. The Curra Chase have actually put in five pitches and the last video of Curra Chase and Charlie and me from last season, I have some great drone footage of a person building one of those five bedroom tents and the pitch was plenty big. So yeah, there's a few yeah. places now when you book a tent, they'll say, what size tent? Because, yeah. you know, they give you a pitch and then you arrive with, with a three or four bedroom tent. So um, campsites are now aware of this. But definitely, as the guys said from Van Gogh, you know, borrow, beg, steal, borrow, start off small. Don't go spending your money having to just sell it all at a loss in a couple of months because you didn't really get into it. Yeah, take the bare essentials first one. Stay close to home. You know, don't travel too far. So at least if you needed to nip back and pick up something essential that you forgot, like maybe a, a wine bottle opener or something really important like that. You could do it for the first couple of camps until you get to grips with what you need. Um, Deirdre sent us on a follow-up email uh, as well about some of her suggestions. Will I read through that, Aaron? Yeah, go through that one. Um, Deirdre says, um, I love the Clifton Eco campsite, um, closer to beautiful uh, cladded duff um, than Clifton. Said, um, oh, she also loves Fenor in County Clare where you can pitch where you wish. Um, it's a huge site. We lose everywhere. Another beautiful one comes to mind is the campsite in Belco, County Fermanagh, Russian House, I think she said yeah. it was, very accessible to the stairway to Heaven Walking Trail. But she sent us on a, a, a list and she says, I said, I need things more than gadgets. I bring everything but the kitchen sink. Oh. She said, God be with the days when a tent and sleeping bag was all I needed. Now I need everything. Most of what I need isn't essential. She says, a footprint under the tent is brilliant. Not alone does it keep the ground sheet clean, but it's very handy when deciding where to pitch the tent because you can easily figure out if the tent will fit in a location and directions and doors and things like that. So she said uh, she thinks Van Gogh have all of these for a tents. And she, her list, um, she had um, a tent carpet, an air bed, decent sleeping bags. Proper tent lights that you can hang in relevant spots. Headlights for your, your head, essential for night trips to the loo. And of course, a table and chairs. Yeah, and she mentioned windbreaker, clothes pegs, a gas stove. <laughs> She's got insulated mugs, an MP3 player, power blocks, corkscrew and bottle opener. I could go on and on, but I think you get the gist of where yeah. we are. I suppose you got a bigger tent. <laughs> you you got to think about sleeping, eating, eating. and clothes. They're the kind of the three bands and I suppose toilets, but that's you're going to stay in a campsite if you're doing it for the first time. So you have access to all of that, you know. Are you familiar with her Van Gogh Beta 350 XL? Are you familiar with the size of the, 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 I'm getting from her letter that you can't stand up in it. Um, it's just a little bit smaller than stand up. It's one of the ones okay. with a central space. I think it's got a bedroom down at either end. Okay. So I think you might be able to stand up partly in the middle area. Okay, like but, in the um, kitchen, sitting room area. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Because uh, that's what like tents have come on. Fantas Even the guys were saying in the interview, tents have come on leaps and bounds. And now there's no poles, practically no poles. Well, if you're going with Van Gogh, the I love seeing people putting up the air tents and the air awnings. And they're just, they're just brilliant. Even yeah. when you're putting up your new hex. Okay, for the first time when we were down in the getaway, it took us a while when we did the video. But now I see it. You, you pop it up and down and pack it away in no time. It's just, tents have come on. Fantastic. Yeah, super and handy. We have said on previous podcasts that this year with Charlie and me, we want to meet up with tenters and caravanners. So if I actually meet you on site, I will say, hey, guys, would you like to do a review just to get 
a tenter's review of a campsite, my review of a campsite, and then maybe a caravanner's review of a campsite. Not every campsite we go to, but if we do meet people, and especially tenters, because it is a different ball game, they need sometimes less than what we need, and sometimes they need more. Yeah, yeah. And make sure somebody who's probably put their tent up first, because I've seen some funny uh, incidents on campsites where people take the tent out of the bag for the first time and try to follow the instructions and it almost ends in divorce on a lot of occasions. Or don't well. try and follow the instructions for the first time. Well, <laughs> well done, you know, Deirdre, thank you for that. And again, guys, this is the kind of input we want from you guys. We really, really do uh, appreciate you coming on board. CampsiteReview.com is our sister website where we have a forum that's free and it always will be. And Liam Kay, a regular contributor to Campsite Review and indeed to the podcast, was on about Willowbrook glamping in Roscommon. With the caravan still off the road and needing much needed camping fix and a getaway, myself and her good self spent the new February bank holiday weekend at the site in the wonderful Yurty and the Tramp Yurt at the Willowbrook Glamping in Roscommon, complete with an outdoor hot tub and oh, what a joy it was. He goes on to say, I was glad to see the site was busy. There was about at least 10 units there from the Heimer Club and they were having a great get together and it lended to a bit of life and atmosphere on the site. It's a cosy site located six kilometres from the town of Balahadarine, up a single lane road. It consists of hard stands and three yurts, two of which have the aforementioned hot tubs. Our particular yurt is also pet friendly. We spent two evenings cooking for ourselves in and in the tub, enjoying the cool night air and sipping a long cold drink. Nothing better. Facilities are rustic and need some attention, but overall satisfactory. Showers were free and a huge rainfall showerhead. Fantastic, to say the least. Things to do, as Aaron said in his video, it's quite a lot of sight to engage in. If you want to just relax, you do need transport if you want to go anywhere. Five minutes to get to Balladarine, 50 minutes to Carrigan Shannon and 50 minutes to Castle Bar. An hour will see you in Westport. It is a site that has a lot of development potential and I believe the owners are going to do so. All in all, relaxing few days, 350 quid for the pair of us, including a basic breakfast, full use of the wood fired tub. There's also a wood-fired pizza oven on site and packs start at 20 euro for two. Eight out of 10 is the score that Liam and his partner have given Willowbrook glamping in Roscommon. Myself and Charlie were there by invitation, I'm going to say in season five, and we loved it. Absolutely loved it. But if you're into your yurts and at that stage, only one of them had the hot tub, but the pizza oven had just opened and they'll give you the logs if you just bring your own dough Oh, it's it is a fabulous site. It has been developed so much since we were there. So I think we are due um, a revisit. I'm hoping not to do too many revisits in season six, but Willowbrook, it's a good out spin, but it's worth it. Yeah, and it might be an opportunity for someone who has a caravan or a camper van or even a tent to bring other family members along, having the yurts there as well. So you can travel as a bigger group as well. But yeah, I've seen some of the, the videos and they're very active in social media as well. Yeah. The, the guys from Willowbrook. Um, so they're, they're constantly posting. So definitely worth uh, a check out if you're up that way. One of the yurts they have is also called an Arabian night yurt, but it's not a yurt. It's an old mobile home, a static unit. But when you go inside, 
you would not think you are in a mobile home. It's so canvassy and so looks like something that you could be out in the the, de- the desert in an Arabian night type scenario. That one doesn't have a hot tub. But yeah, Willowbrook Glamping. So it's um, campsitereview.com and go to the forum. It's free and it always will be. And you can just read the reviews on campsites, products. There's a troubleshooting thing in there as well. And uh, Liam Kay, thank you for that, sir. We can't wait to have you back on the road. And I believe you said farewell to an old friend recently, did you? Yeah, it's gone. It's gone. The video I dubbed last week, the B-Bar has gone to Dublin to its new home. It's been wrapped at the moment. And I was speaking to Patrick, the new owner, and he's absolutely loving having it. Uh, he hopes to have it on the road within the next week or so. And of course, we introduced our T3 project, which is my T3 dream, something I've always wanted. And the work actually starts on that this week so videos will come on Wednesdays but this weekend myself and Charlie are heading up to Limavady we're heading up to Northern Ireland uh, on Friday as guests of the John Steinbeck Festival and the team of the festival this year is the journey uh, for those of you who don't know John Steinbeck is an American author he has since passed on but he wrote a book called Charlie and Me and it's all about him and his brown curly dog traveling around America in a motorhome yeah, a little bit ironic, really. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yeah. So we got a uh, Paul got in touch with us from the Steinbeck Festival all oh, last year and asked would myself and Charlie do a talk about our journeys around Ireland. So we're heading out tomorrow to Bundoran. If you remember, Bill and Carol were on a couple of weeks ago telling us about Bundoran having fitted meters to each pitch when we were talking about electricity. So I'm heading there Thursday night and then Friday, Saturday and possibly Sunday, I'll be staying on Paul's drive for the festival. We're doing a talk, I think on Saturday morning and afternoon, either 10 to 12 or 12 to two about camping in Ireland and myself and Charlie's journey and the video channel and the podcast and stuff like that. So, um, but this Friday we do have a video. I'm gonna put the videos up every couple of Fridays. This Friday, it's from Lowe's Town in Kildare. Now this is a waterways Ireland canal stop but camper vans are allowed stay there's limited power but there are toilets and showers if you have a waterways Ireland card so this Friday youtube.com forward slash Charlie and me are camping vlog 9am the first video of the year first campsite or stopover review and it's low town in County Kildare yeah looking forward to seeing that now it's a, a spot I haven't visited much it's a place that I'd go back to. We were there and it was lashing rain, but it's a place that I'd say there'd be some buzz. It seems to be a very, very busy waterway. There was a lot of canal boats. And when we arrived, there were people on their paddle boards, or their stand up boards, which is not something you see on a canal that often. You'd see kayaks and canoes, but that's actually the first time I've seen somebody on stand up paddle boards. I suppose it makes sense if it's a canal, it's going to be relatively calm. There's no waves to be dealing with. Uh, and you can walk around the locks, you can get out yeah, and yeah. then get down on the other side of the locks. Anyway, this Friday, youtube.com forward slash Charlie and me, our camping vlog. Right, let's do products, gadgets. Darren was on to you. Yeah, Darren sent us a product and a, a tip for those uh, uh, campers, uh, motorhomes or caravans who use the Karcher window vacuum. He says, hi, Chris, got this at, at Christmas. Very handy for all those out there who have a Karcher window vacuum for clearing the condensation from the windows. If you don't have external screens, like some people are, he, he says with a smiley face, um, and <laughs> uh, he sent us on a link, and um, the link, it, the link is for the product. This, what this is, it's a USB charger for that Karcher window vacuum. So if you if you're off grid, not plugged, not plugged in anywhere, but you've got solar 
or, or some method of charging from the USB cable. Uh, this is really handy. Just plug it into your USB and it'll charge up and keep your vacuum um, charged. Uh, on Amazon, if you search for Merom, M-E-R-O-M, Window Vac Cleaner USB Charger Power Cable. So that's Merom, Window Vac Cleaner USB Charger Power Cable. Um, it's £6 uh, on Amazon UK, and it looks like a dead handy little uh, cable, just so you, you you know you're not reliant on being plugged in to charge it up. He was on to us as well. We, we, we were discussing about driving with a full tank of diesel or not a full tank of diesel and he had uh, something to say about that as well yeah so he said regarding refueling i don't like having to fill up when heading off on a trip Um, too anxious to get where i want to be so if i can afford it i usually top up close to home on the way back so it's ready to go for the next trip also keeping the fuel tank topped up prevents condensation forming inside and getting water into the fuel system he says happy travels darren Never thought of that, actually keeping it tanked up because I know most people, when they park up for the winter, everything is drained and there's as little fuel. My theory on the little fuel is in case some feckers break in and rob it, they're not going to get very far. <laughs> That's always my theory on the little fuel. Um, I tanked up today exactly 100 euro. I have noticed it's not as expensive to tank up as it was six, eight weeks ago or even before Christmas. Yeah, so it's nice to see the fuel prices coming, coming down. down. A good bit, yeah. yeah. So that, Darren, thank you for that, sir. Those Karcher windows, I know with the window cleaners, we've covered them before. Very mixed reviews about them. I know somebody who spent like 110 euro buying one and then it wasn't what he thought it was. He wasn't as good as it, it was meant to be. And yet I've read reviews where some people say best 110 euro I've ever spent. Who needs windscreen covers? Yeah, I don't know. I've seen a lot of people use them uh, on the different YouTube people that we follow. Um, yeah. And some of them swear by them. Some of them just get out the old cloth and just wipe down the condensation. So it's whatever you're into. But a lot of people have them. Might be a handy option to um, keep them charged up, I suppose, so you get the full uh, just power in from case. them, you know. Yeah, just in case. Well, that is it. That is episode 172. Thank you to everybody who got in touch with us. Remember, we need your input, guys. Thank you to the guys from Van Gogh for the interview. We have more interviews like that coming up uh, over coming podcasts. So if you want to get in touch with us, we'll give you the contact details. A reminder, we have stickers for your vehicle, your motorhome, your campervan, your caravan, your car. Um, we need your name, your address and your postcode. But of course, for you to get that to us, Chris will have to give you all of our contact details. Yeah, uh, our webpage is thecampingcrew.ie. Our email address is campingcrewpodcast at gmail.com. On Twitter, we're at the Camping Crew. On Instagram, we're at the Camping Crew Podcast. Facebook, you'll find us posting in all the good motorhome and camping groups. Um, you can leave us an audio message on our webpage as well if you want to, or you can go to our podcast hosting site um, on anchor.fm forward slash the dash camping dash crew. You can leave a message there for us as well. Don't forget, we mentioned campsitereview.com. It's our forum. It's free and it always will be. And then youtube.com forward slash Charlie and me, our camping vlog. Um, for the for the moment, every second Friday, a couple of Wednesdays with the van build that we're getting off on uh, this week. But hopefully the Friday videos will be kicking back uh, very, very soon. That is it. Thank you. Don't forget, if you see us on site, please do call over, say hi. From me, Aaron Birchall, happy and safe camping. And it's a goodbye from me, Chris. We hope you're liking the podcast. If you are, please subscribe and tell your camping friends all about us. Well, that's it for another podcast from The Camping Crew. Thanks for listening and do join us again very soon. Safe camping. Mm-hmm.